The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world, says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Advanced pitching year-over-year changes. That's what we're going to do. We've got it in two sections here. And the first one we're going to take a look at. Most pitches, we actually don't really care about velocity changes. I I think sliders you would care about. Fastball is the king. Fastball is the king of velo changes that you want to see because for obvious reasons, fastball for the majority of everybody is going to be their dominant pitch. Sometimes it's a strikeout pitch. Sometimes it sets up everything. And the bigger the velo, the bigger opportunity for swings and misses and just everything you can think about. So that's something that is a huge correlator to success. And uh, for a lot of pitchers is going to be who saw upticks in their velocity. We're going to also look at relievers and we're going to look at down ticks. For the most part, this is a really interesting list of the, we've got essentially seven guys that had really predominant fastball changes in velo here. And three of them, I think, are definitely correlated to successful seasons. The others, I don't know if you would really correlate to success, but it might be something to watch for because this could be for future success. The number one velo change was Alex Cobb. I mean, you know this because you did this list here and you put this together, but mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of surprising to a lot of people where uh, Alex Cobb last year had a, as I'm pulling this other thing up here, had a velo of 92.7, put it up to almost 95, 94.8, a 2.1 mile per hour difference for Alex Cobb. I mean, you go from pedestrian to pretty good and all of a sudden it makes everything else harder to hit and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, because look, most people can't throw a ball 91 miles per hour, right? Like it, it's a rare breed, but in the bigs, everybody can throw 91 miles per hour pretty much. So um, you're, you're coming in at, uh, you know, kind of middle of the road fastball. When you raise that to mid nineties instead of low nineties, now everything that plays off that is much harder to hit. And Alex Cobb uh, had a big jump last well, year and um, was you know, it, it produced for him too. He was very yeah. solid. I mean, stats, he was seven and eight, but he had a three, seven ERA, 151 strikeouts and 149 innings, a one, three whip, decent, decent stuff. What's interesting is his fastball is technically a sinker. Um, it's, they actually have a 0.1% usage of a four seam. So that's probably just when he doesn't get a good grip and how it's designated. He's trying to throw a sinker. And he's got a sinker that he's throwing 94.8. So, you know, I mean, really give that some thought there on that. You've got a sinker coming in at that velocity. That's what makes those pitches better. He also had a pitch mix change this past year where he started throwing the split finger more. So it looks like in 2020, he down ticked the sinker a little bit. But then this past year, it just went full throw. I guess what it is, is he stopped throwing a designated four seamer. And the extra bits went to the split finger, which a split finger went up to a 42 and a half percent usage, which is the highest of any pitch he throws, followed by the sinker. So he is predominantly a split finger sinker pitcher. And those are some pretty interesting results as far as like the velo uptick when you're also throwing a split. I mean, split finger can be one of the most devastating strikeout pitches in baseball when done right and when consistent. Uh, he had a 30% whiff rate on that, but his sinker was his setup pitch because he only had a 13% whiff rate on it and a little bit higher EVs because he was throwing it harder, but it just found more success. So just that's kind of an interesting one to take a look at. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, 
faster fastball, everything else works better off of it. So uh, uh, Shohei Otani was number two with a two mile an hour difference. He upticked his fastball from 93 to 95.7. I don't really know what there's much to talk about Shohei Otani. He is in a league of his own and that helped equate to the results. But this, this other one, and not to be dismissive of uh, like Otani or anything, but you know, he, I don't know what we need to break down. Like, Hey, guess what? Otani got better breaking news, <laughs> but a guy that did get better and really loved his landing spot change. This is someone that I was definitely in on on the, the landing spot change, and he is there now, and he's becoming even more of a target, so much so that uh, Jordan Montgomery's ADP is 159 in drafts right now. He's going above Pablo Lopez in NFBC drafts. Think about that. And he upticked his fastball from 91.1 to 92.7 last year. And the the numbers I don't think were necessarily like, crazy through the roof, but he did change his pitch mix. And this is another one of those guys, Boggs, that he does throw a four seam, but he he upticked his sinker. That's actually the thing that he did. So he he essentially cut off his cutter and he started throwing a sinker and he had much better results. A sinker, the number one pitch he threw 34.5% of the time, which also was kind of a setup pitch, which had a 17% whiff rate, which was better than Alex Cobbs. But check this out. That then pushed his curveball and changeup to both have an over 40% whiff rate across the board. And then he just cut out that cutter for the most part. And he was able, I mean, you know, last year his cutter did have a little bit of a better whiff rate, but he just cut that out and got better results out of the curve and change, just more command. And that was the pitch mix change. And you get more ground balls when you throw sinkers as well. Yeah, also improved ERA moving over to St. Louis. Uh, 3.69 with the Yankees down to 3.11. With the cards, the strikeout rate was about the same. The walk rate uh, was about the same as well. So, um, just taking a look at Baseball Reference. So, not an elite you know. strikeout guy. Only had ninety-seven no. strikeouts in one hundred fourteen innings and a twenty-one percent K percentage change. But like you go and but take a solid a, pitcher uh, on the Cardinals. Yeah, you know uh, that's it's. I I know maybe you you'll get more wins. Maybe not with, with the Yankees. Uh, probably close to the same, but uh, we don't like that tiny Yankee stadium for him. So, Well, highest ground ball rate of his career. I mean, so there's your correlation. He started throwing a sinker more. He threw it harder. I mean, because what was the velo on... Uh, yeah, Boggs, his, his, uh, his sinker velo was 93. So, you know, you yeah. saw, I think this is like a four seam. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. That was on there, but his sinker velo was at 93 here, and he upticked his uh, ground ball percentage up to 47%, highest of his career, and it was almost 5% more than the previous year. So you want to talk about correlated results, how about a gold, how about gold gloves across the board for St. Louis? Brandon Donovan yeah. won a gold glove. Arenado Goldschmidt. You have one of the best infield defenses for a pitcher that you know changed to be more of a sinker pitcher. Jordan Montgomery. I totally buy the real deal on this, and it's the 
really, if anything, the actually fastball velocity doesn't mean as much to us as getting to like break him down and seeing the correlation. Another one of those guys, Andrew Haney, had a full mile per hour change with the Dodgers, went from 92 to 93. And he just, he lives on. Andrew Haney continues to live on in the Dodgers lore of being able to fix. But like, does he work in Texas now? I mean, the velo change is great. And it looks like there's something, there's going to be some correlation to be able to take that over. But, you know, how, how do it's they a good do ballpark that? too. Like, it's very, it's very tempting. But uh, the, the thing with Andrew Heaney has always been injuries with him. But he had, he started 12 games, 23 games, 14 games. These are all starts. I mean, uh, he pitched 30 games last year, but 23 starts, 14 this year, uh, or 16 this year with 14 starts, 72 innings. It's a low amount of innings. This is a good pitcher that can't stay on uh, the field. So hopefully uh, Texas can figure out at least that magic well, with him. So, as long as they don't see. change it. So uh, essentially he scrapped his curveball last year with the Dodgers in favor of a slider and saw insanely better results. I mean, he threw his curveball 20, 21% of the time in 2021 to a 34% whiff rate. His slider threw it 32% of the time this year, over 44% whiff rate and a 170 batting average. His slider was unhittable. Is what happened, and he he used sixty five percent of his pitches were either fastball slider with a occasional changeup he threw in there. So I mean those results results kind of speak for themselves, and it's also a pretty good defense there, better pit, a good pitching ballpark. That pitch mix seemed to have kind of revived his career, and with it he upticked his fastball velocity. I kind of tend to think some of those potential results are real, and I buy I buy in. I think Andrew Heaney's kind of a deal, but uh, his health, like you said, is like. The massive problem with him overall. Uh, a couple other guys, Mitch Keller had an uptick from 93.8 to 95.1. He was kind of a guy. Uh, John Gray, 94.9 to 95.9. And then one of the bigger results guys, even though this isn't huge, Nestor Cortez went from 88.9 to 89.1. So those are all your one mile per hour biggest differentials. And there's some pretty correlated success kind of across the board, right? Like Mitch Keller, not, but... John Gray's good, Montgomery, Cobb's pretty. Yeah, I mean, I think all of these kind of correlate to each other that I would probably carry over into next year being, I think John Gray's going to be like another value again. It's we, just we a little, a last year. With, with, with this, with fastball, Velo, and these guys all kind of ticking up, it's just, you know, when you get down to where you're drafting a lot of these guys, it's just another notch in their favor. That yeah. That's really what this is uh, more than anything. Now, uh, there are, well, we have some relievers that ticked up too, but. There's a lot of guys that tick down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the tick down and then we'll do the relievers real quick. Julio Urias, though, he had great success. 94.1 down to 93.1. Justin Steele is, uh, this is another inverse guy. He had a great year, but went from 93.1 down to 92.1. That's a little concerning. You don't really want to see those type of decreases. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is, you know, you see, because uh, where is Steele going? Around 280. And then you have, uh, I guess, Haney's 210 and Cobb is I think Haney's just a great deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see Nate Eovaldi in here at 247. These are the guys that we're talking about. This is kind of the, um, you know, the mix. Because Julio Urias loses a mile per hour. You don't care. You know, like he's that, that's not his game. Yeah, that's really not his if game. If he loses another mile per hour this year. And, and by the way, I forgot to mention this. I should have. More got way more guys lost velo this year. And and this is once again qualified pitchers from the last from 2021 to 2022. So these are differences in the guys that we saw qualify, right? Yeah. Not minor league guys, um, not guys that pitched a low amount of innings and stuff like that. We didn't have everybody, but we, we had most of these guys. But um, you know, the the ticking down is just a, a notch against them. Some of these guys, like I said, don't matter. Fastballs, Nestor Cortez, you know, even though he went up a mile per hour, who cares? Like, he mixes so well. Fastball is just part of the arsenal. Same thing with yeah. Julio. Tick up, tick down. You don't care. It's these mid-range guys that I care about more than anything. Uh, you said Evaldi, 95.9 down to 94.7. Zach Wheeler went from 97 to 95.8. Something to pay attention to. It doesn't have to be like, oh, these guys are going to fail. I mean... Zach Wheeler, 12 and 7 this past year, 163 strikeouts, missed some time and stuff like that. Pretty red across the board on his Savant page as well. You know, he's not walking guys, he's striking guys out. Uh, the previous year, he he kind of lit up the board. He was like top 10% and hard hit given up, and his XERA was top 7%. It kind of leveled off a little bit. 
but you do want to watch for the declines. And Zach Wheeler is 32, and that was a big decrease in fastball velocity. So if you were to see something continue, that might be worrisome. Lucas Giolito, though, there's a prime example, 93.8 to 92.6. That's a big decrease and nasty results for him uh, this past year as well. Savale, 89.9 down to 88.6. Robbie Ray dropped a almost a mile and a half half, uh, full on his 94.8 down to 93.4. You had Taewon Walker, um, Nick Pavetta, Tyler Molly went down to 91.7. Those guys were in the 1.4s. Michael Kopech dropped from 97.3 down to 2.4 miles per hour. Shane Bieber, the second biggest decrease, 92.4 down to (laughs) 89.8. Shane Bieber. 97. Jurassmussen, 97 down to 93.1. Shane Bieber was hilarious because this was a guy that beat every number trend you could possibly throw at him. Like his, um, as soon as his fastball was down this much uh, from his first game, everyone wanted to jump off like everybody. And it was a guy that if you stayed the course, he was still very, very good. um, Even losing that uh, miles per hour. So it makes me, for that, it was so weird. He definitely lost some, but I'm also thinking like you'd have to go look at the other guys in Cleveland. Like, uh, was everyone in Cleveland dropping? It was the gun just different, and more guys. That my my point I was making before, more guys dropped. I think once again a difference because of the ball, right? Yeah. Well, um, uh, but also different. let me throw this out as well. Like, it doesn't sometimes matter if like the gun was different. Like Bieber was special because this is like is like a higher spin guy, you know, 25 uh, RPM on the slider, you know, 20 is same on the cutter, which are similar pitches, 20, 2200 plus on the fastball. He lost spin though, across the board on every single pitch, but it's still like in the higher realm. This is just a command pitcher that hits his zones. He was able to make do not all pitchers can do that. So like Velo chain, Lucas Giolito, that's not Lucas Giolito's game. Um, but Bieber was one of those just rare instances where he was already high spins. He definitely lost something across the board, but he was able to maintain. It actually reminds me of like Kershaw, you know, like the Kershaw adjusting as a pitcher, changing velos and stuff. The stuff was still good. Bieber was still able to be good, even though he got hit pretty hard this past year, but he had elite walk numbers. Also want to point out, I'm going to guess the Drew Rasmussen one, so no one gets on me, is because he was a reliever also. He would do those uh, openings. So that's probably why that one. Um, that one pushes a little bit more because, you know, you're going to throw harder in a singular innings. So even though Drew Rasmussen is like the top guy, it's still kind of Shane Bieber on this. So your positive and negatives on relievers. Here were your increases. Jorge Lopez was the number one. You want to talk about this mess in Minnesota with the closer. <laughs> Johan Duran has been kind of anointed the job. Jorge Lopez, though, was doing it and uptick from 95.3 to 97.6. So don't count out, especially with those big velo changes. Ryan Helsley went from 97.4 to 99.6. David Peterson went from 92.5 to 93.6. Clay Holmes, 96 to 97. And Josh Hader went up 96.4 to 97.4. Rare guy that you see lose command. Well, yeah, with that mile per hour going up because he was all over the place for a big chunk of the season last year. I love Ryan Helsley too. That is a prime mid tier uh, closer. If I don't get the guys that I'm really, really wanting, Ryan Helsley is one of those guys. Like if I miss out on the, the top elite guys that I'm going to target, I wish I was getting a better discount on him, but um, I feel like in more normie leagues, not NFBC and stuff like that, he just has the potential to. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home. 
the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Yeah, man, I'll tell you who that dang old. In this league. Talk about www.wcomedy. You made you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh,. I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. What a better price. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's not going to yeah. go at... Like, at NFBC, he's going at 69 with a high of 53 and a low of 90. I think he's going to go around the 90s in more, like, consumer-ish leagues. And that's going to be just a massive target for me. You know, until the Cardinals screw us and they're like, Gallegos is the closer, you know? We brought back <laughs> Alex Reyes. And he's going to be the closer, and they just try to screw us here. Uh, on the decreases, Dylan Floro with the Marlins went from 93.7 down to 92.5. Uh, Rysel Iglesias, 96.4 to 94.1. Devin Williams, 94.8 down to 93.2. And Scott Barlow, 95.3 to 93.6. Anything it, concern you on the lo- losses? No, it's crazy uh, that Devin Williams lost so much because he got better. I mean, uh, most innings of his career, 60.2. But I mean... Only up six and two thirds from 54 the previous season. So it's not a huge jump. Um, but I mean, his K rate went from 14 and a half to 14.24. So like he's still amazing. But the whip went from 119 to 101. And the ERA went from 190, uh, 250 to 193. And the Sierra dropped as well as the XFIP and, and everything else. So this is a guy that lost a little bit, but improved. So uh, I thought maybe it was because of career innings, but I don't know. Maybe six innings is a big deal because you your highest before that was 54. So maybe it is a big deal, but I don't know. Uh, everything else looked better. So I'm not. I'm just not too concerned uh, with those guys losing. Maybe maybe Barlow, but Iglesias is fine. Williams is fine. Mm. Barlow's fine. I'm, I'm a little worried about Iglesias. I'm a little worried about Barlow. Devin Williams. It- the thing I don't like is like you want to have a fastball that people are scared of. So it sets up that ridiculous change. So you just want to see that a little bit. So I don't know. There's things to to monitor. I'm not saying all those guys are any big concerns, but there's a big heavy price tag on Devin Williams and Rysel Iglesias. Just putting on that. All right. Let's take a look at some home run to fly ball ratio changers. That's the home runs. Who? How do these guys mm-hmm. keep the ball in the park or maybe not keep the ball in the park? Your number one change from 21 to 22, Michael Kopech. Went from 20.9 home run to fly ball down to 12.9. Yet, he didn't really have a good season, Fox. That's actually a really interesting one when you take a look at like the totality of Michael Kopech. Maybe also dealing with some injuries as well. Still a part of me that wonders if this team would ever consider, with all their issues, maybe putting him back in a, in a bullpen role. But he had 119 innings, 105 strikeouts. Not what you expect out of him. I mean, this Fastball was just was a result spinning. of throwing you know, 50 more innings in the previous year and having way more pitches. So, you know, your overall goes down, you know, so this was, well, but I mean, you could also give up a lot more home runs. This is a pretty solid decrease. Yeah. But though. not for all of the fly balls that you give up. That's what I'm okay, saying. Okay. Yeah. Like I guess if you're 25 starts yeah, you're for right. the first time, you know, four uh, last year. So th- this was just a product of him throwing so many more innings. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Then, some more important guys, Sonny Gray dropped from 23.2 down to 15.1. I kind of feel like Sonny Gray might be a little bit of a sneaky later option this year still, especially yeah. as the defense, get, uh, the old team gets a little bit healthier. If he can stay mm-hmm. healthy, I like a deep. I mean, also he missed time, which is this might be another little product of it, but I still do feel like Sonny Gray is, uh, By the way, is one of those guys. All the pitchers outside of Kopech uh, and maybe one other one uh, in Carlos Carrasco, these guys all had pretty solid seasons when you're dropping uh, because Kopech was the low, like minus 8%. There's guys, you know, because this works in opposite because it's minus well. Oh yeah. So, I'm looking at this or I didn't realize it was going that way. So this is the bottom of the changes and it's going to yeah, go to the These are positive here. changes, but the number is negative yeah, 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 on yeah. here. So it looks different, but, but yeah, I mean like gallon is on this list. Framber 
Martin Perez, Sandoval, Justice Steele, Jose Quintana was unbelievable. Yeah, well, yeah, let's not just mention their names. Jose Quintana was the number one, well, 28.6. He went from 36.4 down to 7.8% uh, home run to fly ball ratio. So, but I don't know, like, it, are some of these numbers sustainable? Especially the big numbers. Like, I like Justin Steele. I like uh, Jose Quintana, but I don't know that those numbers are sustainable. I, you know, like Framber's minus ten percent. Okay, I I could see that staying. The other ones, I don't know, man. Uh, well, twenty and twenty eight point six percent. That's not does not seem sustainable. I mean, Quintana's is interesting too because he actually had a fly ball rate that was higher than it's been in the last four years. But his ground ball rate also uh, went up. His ground ball rate went to 47% when you have a good defense. And maybe you're banking on that a little bit more with the Cardinals when he made that move over to the Cardinals. Like, that's what works. That's what works in your favor. And Better ballpark, you know, too. And he goes to the Mets, which is a solid ballpark. So Yeah, it's another solid ballpark. I think either way, like, when you ever see you see extremes. and His K like, percentage went down 8%, by the way. 28.6% to 202 so this is just like, you know, to, to me, it's like, well, you're getting way less strikeouts. So the balls in play more. So you're giving up more fly balls is basically what it is. So your percentage overall drops down. But you're not giving up home runs. Yeah, I'm also looking, by the way, his uh, his sinker just became completely hittable. Like it went from 21.5% whiff percentage down to 9.7 this past year. But also if people are making more contact with it, they're not doing anything with it. You know, he didn't have an EV over 90 on any of his pitches, but the whiff overall, it was like he was pitching to more contact and that ended up working in his favor. So like anything, whenever I see extreme numbers, I tend to take a middle ground. Like I don't take extreme yeah. numbers and go like, Hey, this is what this guy's going to be. But if I can get Quintana, you, know, you probably want to start looking at career averages. If I can get him around 10 or something like that, if he was what, 36. What was his homer to fly ball ratio uh, last year? Oh, it was 5.3%. Uh, and his career is 10.3. Yeah, that's by what the I was way, saying, like 10. The, the previous year was 21.3. So uh, this year, I mean, he had a good run from 14, 15, 16 of keeping it under 10. But every other year in his career, and especially from 2017, um, 2017 to 2021, it increased all but one year. So mm -hmm. to see this massive decrease, a, you know, not a career best cause he was 5.1 in 2014, but you know, right up next to his career best. You just cannot expect that. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of the guys like, you know, like Framber and gallon, like you love to see it. That's like elite pitchers that are making changes that make them better, you know? So it's like gallon lowering the home run ratio. Framber is doing it as well. And then here's an interesting correlation I'm going to throw to you. So we're going to go to the negatives here in a second. Martin Perez went from 22.6 and then pitching in Texas last year, 8.9. The number one increase last year was Nathan Eovaldi, who went from 12.3 to 26.2 and goes to Texas this past year. So you got to wonder <laughs> what Texas in general maybe plays in that role. It's not Eovaldi. a one for one, but that could be. Yeah, I mean, if you drop a home run rate on Nathan Eovaldi, that's a big plus. You also had increases so th this actually might be a little bit more prevalent uh to take a pay attention to for guys that you might be worried about uh trevor rogers had the second highest 6.7 up to 17.9 home run to fly ball corbin burns 8.2 to 19.3 jacob de 14 to 23 another texas situation ranger suarez who had really weird pitch mix changes this past year where he like started throwing more he needs a reset to yeah, and he should kind of get back he literally i think it was he tried to start throwing a cutter and then like maybe a curveball more. There, there were a couple pitches. I'm forgetting what it was, but it's like, you need to go back to where he needed to be. Uh, Steven Matson increased Charlie Morton and Lance Lynn, 14.4 to 19.8 in a weird, unhealthy year. Yeah. Matt's and Suarez are just so like, it didn't work guys, you know, go back yeah. to what worked before. So yeah, uh, a little surprising. And then, a lot with the relievers too. A lot of changes. Yeah, on the end. So the guys that decreased it. Devin Williams. Devin Williams is a guy that lost some fastball EV this past year, but he was also able to decrease his home run to fly ball ratio. So this is something you and I off air were talking. Like it's weird where he had a fastball decrease, mm -hmm. which you don't really want that, especially when you're trying to set up your changeup. Yet he still had good results. Well, sixteen point seven home run down to eight point three this past year. Uh, Daniel Bard went from 20 to 10. 
Jordan Romano went from 18.9 down to 8.7. Greg Soto really dropped it, who just got traded. 17 down to 5.6. Rysel Iglesias, 22.4 to 10, who also had a uh, fastball velo decrease. And Jorge Lopez went from 28 to 12.1 and had one of the high, I think he had the highest reliever increase in fastball velocity. And he's, I mean, those are two, two couple good points that start putting him in Minnesota that make him fascinating. I mean, Bard, I think, is the most impressive because he stayed in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. And, and did this and dropped his homer to fly ball 10%. I mean, that is a massive change. Uh, so, uh, Bard, he had a couple uh, pitch mix differences as well. So, he's probably the most impressive uh on this list because he did but it is it colorado. the most believable though is it the most believe do you think because he did it in colorado like if there's a place that seems to not sustain that type of thing it would be it but it's good that he got there well i mean uh, he, here's what i'll say about that like you know what if bar got traded to the white Sox, right like if liam Hendricks is going to miss an extended period of time that we didn't know about uh obviously his who knows what his pr- progression is on his treatment at this point, but if he went somewhere outside of Colorado and was the leader for saves, I mean, that's that that's solid. I yeah. I have less belief in Bard because of where he plays and when we don't expect the Rockies to win many games. That's why he's going, you know, after 100. But if he went, if he got traded somewhere else, his value would really spike. I think. So. Uh, some increases in home run rate. Josh Hader had the biggest. So you want to talk about like, where did the result? I think what did we were mentioning? Um, he had one of the increases. Didn't he have like a fastball? I think it was a fastball increase of a mile per hour or something like that. And then he goes from a home run fly ball of 9.7 to 22.2. I mean, a massive increase. His career is 14.2, by the way. So uh, I just expect that uh, to come down. And he went from career low at 6.8 to not quite a career high, but 15.1 was the second highest he's had in his career. So well, this is his career high. 22.2 was what he had this past year. So that's a, oh, a yeah. huge, okay. yeah, that's, that's the, that's a big one. So, I mean, you know, you level back off, that's probably going to, uh, to help out. And one note, just want to put out there too, unless there's any confusion, this seems to be one of those that's also calculated differently. The uh, fan graphs or baseball savant just want to point out, because we were, we were going through this because sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love In this league. Yeah, I remember that. And we're back to take a look at whiff and K percentage. Now, whiff percentage... Similar to swinging strike percentage, I will just be honest with everybody. It is so much easier for us to calculate this than swinging strike percentage because it was not on Baseball Savant uh, as an option to go for year-over-year changes. If it was, I probably would have gone with swinging strike percentage, but I do not see it on there on the leaderboard. 
for changes. But the difference on whiff percentage of swing and strike is essentially the difference between actual swings and overall pitches. You know, I think that's I think that's how it's broken down. So this is just pure whiffs on swings that pitchers are inducing. And then K percentage is pretty self-explanatory uh, on overall pitches. And these are the two big year over year changes that we're going to take a look at. And this really will tell you a story of, you know, success on the category that we want swings and strikeouts. You know, strikeouts is what we want. So let's start with whiff percentage. The biggest increase in whiff percentage in 2022 from 2021. Andrew Heaney. I love how these episodes come together and they start to tell us <laughs> stories about players because you got that at the last episode. And I hope you guys can appreciate it. I know these get long and stuff, but um, we just get to pick out some of these players. Andrew Heaney went from a 28.2 to 35.8 with percentage overall on pitches. What else did you see on him? What did we see? Didn't we? I mean, you're looking at a potential decrease in home Basketball run to fly below. ball. Fastball Velo was there. Pitch mix. He went heavy slider over 30% slider, got bigger whiffs on it. I mean, you saw the changes that they put together here and you're seeing it correlate the, the, the uptick in the slider and the, the scrapping of, I think it was what the curveball. He saw a much bigger whiff percentage and he was the, he had the number one increase in the league, man. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's going to Texas too. Everything is adding up. I just, I don't know, man. Heaney to me feels like a rock. Oh, and I'm getting the out rock. Of the way. Dwayne Johnson, like the rock. That's why I agree. The guy that you want in all your movies. I've, I think he's like the rock show. Uh, young rock is what I feel like. So uh, it, it, I don't know. It's just the injury stuff with, uh, for, for me with Heaney because I was the Heaney mm. guy for like his first 40 years and I kept drafting him. I kept trying to make it happen. I know uh, Spore and Mason have fought over him too because Spore is just like, I'm done. And Mason uh, tries to make him happen every single year. But I, I don't know, man. Heaney is just, he just feels dicey to me. All these numbers look great, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like two-pitch pitchers. I'm not a big fan of two-pitch pitchers, and that's what he essentially became. He threw a changeup just a little bit, um, but it worked. It worked last year to a phenomenal degree, and he got big whiffs, and he <laughs> was what, he was the biggest starting pitcher with percentage increase because there's a couple of like, what do you keep the last snake oil he's a snake oil salesman but but i saw someone said you know all they really did was change the word snake to essential and everyone kept buying the oil so <laughs> uh which is uh a hilarious oh, you show, an but. oh your anti-essential oils there your anti-crystals I mean, too i don't yes i'm uh -huh. definitely anti-crystals i don't know what essential oils do so mm -hmm. i'm ignorant and cannot uh Say that I I am or 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 am not, but I just uh, got a great. I got one of the best ideas for a YouTube series. Bogman tries out essential oils. If we'll <laughs> do it as a short on our YouTube, you try them out, you test them out. What do you do with bit, them? I don't even know what you do with them. You rub them. You put them in stuff. Yeah, you can do things. You sniff them. Yeah, this, this is what you do with essential oil. Yeah, I don't know. sure. Yeah, rub it around your face a little bit. I also saw a holistic urgent care, and I was like, what do you do there? Just go and wait. Like, I don't understand. So anyway, uh, that YouTube series is coming soon to uh, <laughs> youtube.com slash in this league. All right, let's get two. back to baseball. Yeah. Well, uh, I just want to say something overall about these. I'm not going to list them all off because I know you hate that. But like there are only two guys on this list that didn't improve a decent amount. Uh, I feel like among the starters, like everyone else is kind of OK. You see you see this improvement. You expect it. I guess there's three guys on this list. What do you mean? I'm not I'm not following what you're talking about. What do you mean the guys well, like on Matt's this list? Well, like Matt got better, Otani got a little better. You know, uh it's just there's three guys on this list that had a down gear from the previous year. Everyone else was either in the same range or much better uh from okay. uh increased whiff percentage. So, it's basically I'm just saying there's a correlation to guys that improved a lot on their whiff percentage to much much better success in fans. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying because there's a couple names on here. Like, if we wanted to tell the story, like, hey man, you know, whiff percentage, you you are going to go through the roof, and then it's going to lead to better stuff, and blah blah blah. It's That's not one not for a, one. No, because yeah. Lance Lynn is on this list, and Lance yeah. Lynn had a piss poor year. So, well, so was Aaron Savale. Savale had his ERA went yeah. way up. So yeah, okay. Uh, so so these guys. So uh, Stephen mm -hmm. Matz. Had the second biggest increase, 22.3 to 27.6. I think that's a positive. Even though I feel like we've had a couple negatives on him. Shohei Otani was number two. Merle Kelly 
went from 20.3 to 23.6 though i'm not sure like this is the big increase but merle can take anything and i would say this is a positive if you're a late round buyer on merle around the 240s which is not bad that's not bad i I was afraid he was going to be too expensive this year but i don't think that's too expensive at all I think sometimes what you might be doing is looking for guys to go into elite territories. And that's my thing with Andrew Heaney. Like, I think in this, I don't know what the league average is on here. I don't even know if you can find out what it is. But like 30% seems to be like just above average. That seems to be the above average with percentage line. And Andrew Heaney, I'm going to tell you, of all these increases, the highest whiff percentage of any pitcher we're going to talk about. More than Shohei Otani, who was at 33. Andrew Heaney was at 35.8. More than Shane McClanahan went from 32 to 34.3 with percentage. Andrew Heaney was the highest. And 30 seems like kind of this elite marker. Because here are the guys that went up to 30 or were already in 30. But Garrett Cole, Jesus Lazardo, McClanahan, Woodruff, and Heaney of the guys we're talking about that had positive increases. Those are the five that were in the 30s. That's kind of an elite class. And obviously, Andrew Heaney and Jesus Lazardo stand out like a sore thumb, a sore thumb compared to... Sore thumb. Thank you. Uh, between uh, Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan, and Shohei Otani, uh, you're absolutely right. I guess my, my my thing with uh, with Heaney is okay. So Steamers got him for 140 innings. Uh, the last time he hit that was 2018. He threw 180. He has not hit 140 in any other season, starting 2014. Right. So uh, last year he was 72 and two thirds. The year before 129 and two thirds, and COVID year. 66.2 so do you think he gets to that 140 innings pitch that's the marker because if he gets there i think he's coming at a great deal but if he's gonna but throw eight innings again I, I you know you got like a hundred I, I don't i don't want to bet i don't ever want to like take a player to get like 110 innings but if you got 110 innings are you gonna be pissed off if you got like elite strikeouts and wins and maybe you got 12 wins and 110 innings and you got like 140 strikeouts or something like it's not great but it's like you're not going to be pissed off at 200 at 280p. No, that's fine. That but but that's what I'm asking is, do you think he make because he didn't even get there last year? He threw 80. So all these risks. numbers are in a, such a smaller sample size, even than the year before when he threw 130 innings. So that is my thing. Like I, these numbers are fantastic. They're very good, and he qualified, uh, you know, for this, which a lot of players didn't. I think it was 228 pitchers qualified. Uh, in, in all of these, because that was the innings market, right? Uh, uh, in, in Major League Baseball, so he's still qualified, and he's throwing a decent amount of innings. But we're talking about a fifty inning difference. Your numbers yeah. should be better in a fifty inning difference, because you know less chances for mistakes um, if, if you are elite. So I'm just saying, can he do this over 120 to 130 innings if he gets there? There's a lot of yeah. ifs for Andrew Haney. That's all. I've always been uh, criticized for my blindness to talent and I, I ignore the the injury proneness, which is definitely not, not true. I, I would much but, rather be blind to talent. I, but I see that, but that's my focus. What I've changed away from is I used to be like, I don't care. They can be injured right now. I want values and stuff like that to when you give me great talents, Heaney or I, I can't, I, uh, Heaney, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but but Heaney, let me finish real quick. Okay. Let me finish. All right. But my point is, is like what I'm getting now in so many cases as I'm getting these elite skill sets at great values. You know, Jacob DeGrom, I wish came at a cheaper price. I wish Shane McClanahan came at a little cheaper price. But guys like Andrew Heaney and Lazardo in the 150s, uh, 170s, whatever the hell it is, uh, Heaney in the one, the 200s. It's just a risk when you see some of the changes that worked that I just don't think bite you in the ass. If I, if, if I draft Andrew Heaney, He's great for a month and a half, and then he gets hurt and he's out for a month. Not going to be like, oh, it's not going to ruin my season. I, he's probably my SP6 at that yeah. point, or seven, and, and with also, potential SP3 upside based on some of his numbers. I mean, I also am more uh, prone towards the argument against injury-prone players because we play in a lot of head-to-head leagues. And yeah. if they're not going to be there, it's the old Apollo 13. You know, well, John, if the parachutes don't go off, what is the point, right? Yeah, like, you need yeah, them at the point. end of the season. In the playoffs, so for a roto league, uh, which most people listen to this play more roto, then yeah, you take your 110 innings and they're great innings and they count all the same. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Heaney probably, I mean, I shouldn't say probably, but there's a chance historically that he might not be there at the end of your season. So I just sure. want to give you a couple other guys uh, and just 
to put this into practicality here. Yeah, I don't uh, have my we, ranks up, by the way. Oh, but yeah, and that's fine. Up. But but just gut instinct, uh, Frankie Montas or Andrew Heaney? Uh, mm, I would go with Montas. Uh, Reed Detmers. Uh, you know, honestly, I think I would go with Heaney. It's probably okay. close. Uh, Detmers is two spots out of him. Patrick Sandoval, I think you already said Heaney, didn't you? I'd probably go with the Heaney, yeah. And then the guys below him are like Sonny Gray, Edward Cabrera, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty. Merrill is going behind him. I'd much rather have Merrill. Uh, Barrios. Would you rather no, do I'd, a bounce back on Barrios or stick with Andrew Haney? If I'm being brutally honest, I, I, I mean, I think in a nutshell, I, where's Barrios' ADP? There's no way he's going 240, behind 240. He is. Uh, 86 to 94. 240 to 221. I kind of lean Haney. I mean, here's the thing that Haney provides, like elite underlining stats that you're worried he's not going to play. Here's a Brios doesn't provide anything. Yeah, look, if he's bad again, he doesn't give you anything. That's why I said you're buying the bounce back. Trevor Rogers. Speaking of Yeah, I mean, back. Trevor Rogers, I, again, like maybe I'm just being weird about it, but like, and we're talking about him right now, but like, I think the success that Andrew Haney found in the Dodgers is potentially repeatable in a new place that is a little bit more hitter for our pitcher friendly. And you've got I think, some solid defensive options around there. You know I mean? Yeah. Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. That's not bad to have up the middle. You got offensive support. He in there. is a good pitcher. It's just, can he throw yeah. you 130 to 104 sure. innings? Because if he's not, uh, you know, I just don't know that I want to buy him there. I'd rather take Sonny Gray. I'd rather take Barrios on a bounce back. Uh, you know, things like that's all. So yeah, um, it's it's a, it's fair questions on it, but it is interesting yeah. that that 30% marker, you know, that That's him and Lazardo both go in there and we've talked about them a little bit and they're both guys that I would target. Lance Lynn was on here. Like we mentioned, 26.3 up to 20.5. Pablo Lopez, 25 to 28.1. Eric Cole went up to 33.9. Those are guys that have increased the whiff percentage and there's some pretty good results attached to them on the reliever increases. Edwin Diaz, of course, he keeps coming up on here. 35.1 up to 49.9 whiff. Holy crap. And Ryan Helsley, again, fastball increase and whiff percentage went up 10 points. 27 to 37.8. I'm told that he used essential oils. So that's what that's <laughs> what boosted him. Frankincense right. is a mother for him. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to tell y'all on that. And myrrh, all the things that work. That's right. Uh, David Peterson, another one of those guys up. If David Peterson was put in a role, um, he's been on uh, some some of the stuff we've seen. Twenty, I haven't mentioned him, but 25.1 at 30 points. He started a ton of games last year, but I keep listing him as a reliever because on the roster resource for the Mets, he's a reliever right now. Yeah. He doesn't have a starting spot. Uh, Rafael Montero went up. Jorge Lopez again, 20.6 to 24.3. Almost a 4% increase on his whip percentage. Liam Hendricks is on here. Kyle Finnegan, that's why you said same guys. And Clay Holmes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going. And the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to... In this league. In the dark. Three relievers have been consistent on this increased list. It has been Jorge, Finnegan, and Holmes. And Helsley. Yeah, I'm sorry. Helsley's been the number one. Four relievers 
that keep popping up if you guys want to keep in your mind. Here's some whiff decreases. This could also be a warning sign. Max Scherzer, 34.1 down to 30.6, but he's still, still I think, yeah, yeah, he's still over 30. That's what I'm saying. Um, Justin Steele, we talked about him. I don't really care. Down to 24. I gotta be on. I don't really care about Justin Cheap. Steele. I don't, I'm taking him still. He's in the 280s. Yeah, and also like this was the most innings pitched by how much in his career, right? Like uh, he threw 110 innings or 119 innings. Excuse me. He had 157 uh, the year before. Like between two levels, the previous season he had 84 innings. Um, yeah, this is the most innings he's pitched by a lot so you just expect that with percentage to go down because he threw so many more innings it's fine lucas giolito went from 32.2 down to 28.5 that's a warning sign where the i mean you just hope for some positive changes but these these are just you know telltale signs of what happened last year and maybe not good also not good joe musgrove went from 29.3 down to 25.5 that's a pretty big decrease in uh in whiff percentage Sonny Gray lost four on his 26 to 21. Marcus Stroman, 26 down to 22. Uh, we're actually building up to the most increases. Patrick Sandoval went under 30 from 33.9 to 29.5. Alec Manoa, a lot of talk about Alec Manoa and people and why he's ranked here and there. Drops his whip percentage from 29.7, which is right on that range you want, down to 24.8. And the strikeouts obviously went with it on that whip percentage. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great pitcher, but the strikeouts just don't come with it. And that's a little bit of a ding when people get so concerned about why is Alec Manoa in here and here? He's a great pitcher, but we need those strikeouts too. You know, we need those to keep going. Um, Jose Quintana lost five. You have Ranger Suarez who lost, it went from 26 to 21. Clayton Kershaw broke I the mean, threshold from 34.6 down to 28.9. What's that? No, no, nothing worked for Suarez last year. Like he no. need, he needs to take last year and bury it in a shallow grave and go back to whatever he's doing in 2021. Cause that, yeah. Happen. Well, we mentioned like he added a couple yeah. pitches. You'd like to, you'd like to see him simplify Clayton Kershaw broke the threshold 34.6 down to 28.9. Bieber also went from 36.4 down to 29.7. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez and Michael Kopech was the biggest decrease from 32.8 down to 24. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 